Hurricane Ian wrecked the Sun Coast. There was flooding in Northport and other parts of Charlotte County, wind damage in both Sarasota and Manatee counties. And Ian caused significant damage to a Sun Coast favorite, the Venice Theater, ripping the roof off of their main building, the Jervie Building. But you can't keep the Sun Coast down, nor can you keep our thriving art scene from making beautiful theater. I talked to Murray Chase, the producing executive director of the theater, about their fundraising mission that needs your help. The theater also recently produced a production of A Christmas Carol, and they need a Christmas miracle to get back in their main building. I'm Melissa Ratliff with ABC7, and this is The Lead. In the aftermath of Hurricane Ian, we saw a lot of changes to the Sun Coast. Familiar buildings and homes were gone, destroyed. And as the winds died down, we saw that the Venice Theater had been hit incredibly hard, the city of Venice posting a photo of it, with its roof, a gaping hole, a chandelier, hanging down from a wire that somehow miraculously stayed in its place. And though the community has rallied around the theater and helped clean up the debris, everyone from city officials to people who were fans of the theater showing up, there is more work to be done. And it's going to run to the tune of about $4 million outside of what the theater's insurance covers. I sat down with Murray Chase, the theater's executive producing director, to talk about what's next and how you can help. So thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, we know uh, as of the Suncoast community that you guys have gone through a lot in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian with the destruction that happened to the building. Um, And we know you're working hard to rebuild, but you're also continuing to create art as you work your way through insurance messes and cleanup. How is the mood of everyone at the theater? Uh, determined, I think. Uh, it, it's interesting. It, there are days when we are just smiling and, and exhilarated and energetic, and there are other days where we're just professionals because we're working through it. But that being said, it's a really resilient group of people who are determined to, to make it back and are excited about the prospects of being actually stronger when we do get fully uh, back online and, and back into our spaces. So there was not a lot of time. Uh, you were in a production of, what was the musical you were in a production of? Um, we were actually running the play The Revolutionists, uh, which was on stage uh, in the Jervie Theater. And just a few uh, days or so away from, oh, we had just closed God's Country and we were just about to tech Arabian Nights in the Pinkerton Theater. So it was in full full swing that we don't have too many down days but we were uh, really ramping back up for the new season when when the storm hit uh and it was okay what do we do and uh we uh thought that you know our asset that we do have right now that's undamaged is is the building we call the raymond center which is a building we bought three years ago to renovate into an education center we were literally scheduled to begin construction mid-november uh, with the full renovation, and but that had not yet begun. It was in permitting processes with the city, and we actually were were meeting to sign the bridge loan with the bank the day the storm hit, and uh, that meeting was canceled, and 
because I was joking with the bank a few days later and said, you guys must feel like the luckiest guys on earth because he'd have loved it, a bunch yeah, of money. Yeah, that's one of my by. favorite things about theater people. We're, we're always just like, well, the show must go on and it's, it's rolling happen. with it. And we're like, you know what? If you don't laugh, you'll cry. It's And it, it, somebody said, well, you seem to really have a great outlook in this. And I said, what else are you going to do? I mean, th- there's no question of sitting down and crying in our in our beer about what happened. We we have to get up and, and, and do what what we what we do, which is create and uh, uh, bring people together and and um, and celebrate the arts. So we were able, believe it or not, in 50 days from the storm, we took that third building and created it, it created it it into a storage building, but more importantly, into a 130 seat plus thrust theater that uh, will hold a variety of shows, including many of the shows we were going to do. One of the things that you guys did in the aftermath of this was you started, you held auditions for A Christmas Carol, which, you know, that's, that it, it felt like a very fitting play. I know it is the season, it is Christmas. Yes. But, um, that and it's not surprising it's performed this time time of year, but it felt pretty significant just because it's a story of, you know, making the best of the situation around you, becoming a better person, and to it, there's just this hopefulness about it. And there's and a that, center song yeah. in our version called "Count Your Blessings." I mean, that's the one where everybody just stands and sings in the middle of the second act, and it uh, that's what we're doing pretty much every night is counting our blessings that we can still do this. Uh, yes, that was held just a uh, just a couple of weeks. Within a week and a half, we were actually holding classes uh, held in about five or six different other venues around town. I'll tell you, uh, the community was terrific. Uh, we got calls right away. Do you need space? How you doing? What can we do? We've got you know, folks can help. Other theaters have stepped up and helped raise money for us, and uh, doing whatever they can to. Uh, to make the boat rise because, you know, all boats rise. And it, I, I, I just made us more gratified and I think more resilient, more energetic for what we're doing. And it was, it was interesting that Christmas Carol was the most fitting thing to happen. Now the show we opened with was just to, so that we could kick the tires on the new space was our festival production of, of Hamlet. We call it Hamlet POV, which had just won the state festival. And, uh, we were able to try out the new space with it and give ourselves a, a few brush-up performances of that as well. But then two weeks later, Christmas Carol opened, and we've been going strong ever since. Well, you um, certainly seem to have had a lot of community support like from these other uh, arts organizations, and, and, and people were out there immediately in the aftermath helping right off the bat. Uh, obviously, money. You've, you've mentioned you know the plans we have for theaters, and of course, plans go awry, but you guys are on a, uh, you're trying to fundraise to help mm-hmm. fix the Jervy space. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the process? I saw that the insurance is covering some, but there's still a lot that's going to have to be. Oh yeah. Replaced. Yeah. It's just to, I mean, we're looking at uh, somewhere just under a couple million dollars just to get the West side of the building, the Pinkerton side uh, rehabbed and get the water out and get it re drywalled and refloored and, and, uh, and, and, and safe for occupation, which we'll planning to open uh, next month, actually uh, in January in the Pinkerton. But the Jervy, of course, that was a devastation. That was a a massive um, destruction of that building, and it's going to have to start over. Well, to start over, we had to clear it all out, um, and that took 
several weeks just getting rid of the debris. Uh, and uh, last week, the fly loft finally was cut down and uh, to a level where we could then work underneath it and start uh, uh, debris removal at the stage level. So it's it's been a piece uh, piece by piece process. Now the debris is removed, and we're working on the design process about building back. And of course, we had this opportunity to build back stronger, to build back a little bit larger. Uh, we have room now that we hadn't had before, land wise, and uh, we're going to be pushing forth with improvement of the facility, uh, things that we've been wanting to do for a couple of decades, but uh, we now have that opportunity staring us in the face. I think we only get one shot at it. So, yeah, and I saw I saw the breakdown uh, you guys had, and of course we have that on a web story. If uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to help out, there's a link on mysuncoast.com <sighs> with the details on how you can help. But I, I saw that the the number was going to be four million after insurance at least. At, at least, least that. At least it's still a moving target because we just got to the bottom of the debris. <laughs> we just are, are finally assessing the extent of the damage and what will have to be done to rehab the space to bring it back. Um, I know we'll have new foundations where the steel was will have to be poured, uh, a, a realignment of the stage area itself. We don't really anticipate changing the auditorium much, but the whole stage working area will have to be completely redone because it just basically blew apart with the wind. That is, yeah, I, the devastation for that. We, we of course, had to, we've been, we covered it in the immediate aftermath. And right. to see the city of Venice post the picture, that was one of the things <laughs> that made my, my my heart drop to the bottom of my stomach because I knew you guys had a show running or getting ready to run. And I was like, oh, gosh. Yeah, we were standing there looking at it. And honestly, it looked like that scene from Pirates of the Caribbean, the, the ride with the dead men tell no tales, with the curtains waving in the breeze. But what was interesting is there was a chandelier hanging over the stage as part of the part of the lighting for the revolutionists and the lighting on that same baton. And they were still hanging there. And that first thought was, that's really good work on the bat on the electrical work. <laughs> <laughs> it withstood 115 mile an hour winds for 10 to 12 hours. That's pretty good. Actually, only one instrument fell uh, from there. Now, they're all ruined because of the, the water, but. Only one instrument fell, and that was where the literally the pipe sheared off. The wind took it completely in half. But uh, the mechanical work was just exceptional. And that's actually what got us the first joke as we looked at the structure that next morning and said, well, our guys are good. Now, now what are we going to make them do next? Let's, what have we got to work with? Um, what are some ways people can help with fundraising? Obviously, I mean, I mean, don't direct donations, but how can they do that? Well, a variety of ways. First off, the easiest way, we've tried to make it as easy as possible for everybody to become a President's Club member, a $1,000 donor. Uh, and just, you can go to our website and set it up with just a few clicks over the next 14 months at 70 something dollars a month to give us $1,000. Uh, also, uh, our development director has mentioned there are a number of folks this time of year that are approaching their need, their required minimum distribution from their IRAs because we have reached a certain age where we have to take those distributions, like them or not. And uh, you can save the taxes by having that distribution sent directly to the theater. Not only this year, but after the calendar uh, clicks over into January, you know, we can do that for next year as well. So it is something that we really encourage folks to do. And, and 
it is such a community asset. It is so vital, I think, to the way the community feels about itself that we do encourage folks to to join in, join with us. Uh, all of the staff has made a commitment. All of the board of directors has made a substantial commitment uh, financially. And we hope the community will will write those checks, will go to the website, click through to donate to the cause and, and help us bring this thing back. Because it will take it will take a lot of money. The insurance is good, but the, the level of devastation, no one could imagine. And and of course, we know when you're doing a campaign of fundraising, guys, it's really important that, you know, you should, if, you, if you can't donate, share it on social media, get the message exactly. out there and and you can push these stories a very long way. And, I, and theater artists are usually very, very generous, as, you know, because they may not be well paid frequently, but they they will they, they will help as much as they can. So and I can tell you, there you know, there's some some inspiring stories out there. We had a had a young lady, 13 years old, just a few days after the storm set up a lemonade stand and in three hours raised $700. Uh, but what was interesting about that, not only the $700, but then a couple heard about it and they donated twice again as much based on her money. So they, they gave $1,410 uh, to match what she had done uh, twice. A group of four uh, singers and actors from Booker High School went out and booked a venue held uh, a cabaret and raised $10,000 for Venice theater, $10,000 all on their These own. These are children. These, These are, are children. children. That. These are juniors and seniors and less in high school. And they did it on their own. Uh, Manatee players uh, at the Manatee performing arts center uh, <laughs> held a cabaret last week. And from what we understand b between their donation and what some of their board members and, and patrons have uh, have given uh, we're at about ten thousand dollars from that uh from that event we had one young man seven years old raised two hundred dollars on his own by doing a walk and it just uh theaters across the united states one one theater held a popcorn sale and sent us the money and it just it um uh, it is just so gratifying to know that we there is good in so many people and uh, especially in the arts community that when someone is in need, they step up and they pitch uh, in and say, what can we do to help? Uh, and it is. It's, funding is important, but you're right, uh, Melissa, especially keep the awareness going. We try to post updates all the time of where we are in the process, and it's going to be a long slog. So uh, if folks can uh, can just keep the awareness going, and, and your word will get to someone who has the means if you do not. Are there any other ways to help? We'll kind of wrap this up here, but are there other ways that people can help? Well, come see come see our stuff. Uh, we have uh, obviously a limited number of tickets for sale these days, but we will have both theaters open inside a month. Uh, and the shows will be continuing throughout this next year. Uh, please don't let any seats go empty. Um, we need folks, again, seeing what we're doing, uh, taking a class, sponsoring a show, uh, all of the things that the Venice Theater does, the need for it is now really amplified. So um, help us get through this. We promise we'll be good community partners with you uh, as you help us get through it. Uh, we are excited. We were talking with the contractors yesterday and with the architect. We actually could envision months and months down the road of that night where we actually have everybody back in 
and we raise a glass to the entire community for what they've what they've brought. Pretty exciting. You can't be far on the. It will take. It'll be hard, but the the finale, the big grand finale, will be worth it. All right, Murray, Absolutely. thank you so much for jumping on here. All right. Thank you so much to Murray Chase for joining us. And if you are interested in helping Venice Theater rebuild, we will have a link on mysuncoast.com with ways that you can do that. We here at ABC7, of course, wish you a happy holiday season. Merry Christmas if you celebrate. And as Tiny Tim says in A Christmas Carol, God bless us, everyone. I'm Melissa Ratliff, and this has been The Lead.